0: And welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchanged, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 194th episode, why did God even create marriage and why you should care? Plus, live phone calls from you answer your marriage in crisis questions. Also, if you're getting value throughout this podcast, please share it okays to help others in their marriage. So stick around for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so we have the quote of the day, as we always do, quote, and again, never call her simply by her name, but with terms of endearment, with honor, with much love. Honor her and she will not need honor from others. She will not want the glory that comes from others if she enjoys that which comes from thee. Prefer her before all on every account, both for her beauty and her discernment and praise her. Thou wilt thus persuade her to give heed to none, that are without but to scorn all the world except for thyself. Teach her the fear of God, and all good things will flow from this as from a mountain, and the house will be full of 10,000 blessings, end quote, St. John Chrysostom. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to expand on that quote a little bit. That is one of a very great quote by um, St. Um, If you've never heard of him, I believe he is a doctor of the church. Um, and that being said, um, your wife is the heart of your home. This is why you hear me always say, even the way you talk to your wife can cause a lot of problems in your marriage. Um, if you raise your voice, if you call her names, if you um, don't listen to her when she's trying to give you when she's trying to talk to you and give you counsel. Um, these kind of things will make her shy away from you and you become what? Unapproachable in her eyes. Um, place her on a, on a pedestal, which is what St. St. Christopher was talking about. Place your wife on a pedestal because everything she is is because she wants it from you. And over the years, if you stop doing that, then it will come, it will, trans, um, it will transfer in her mind that you don't love her or care. Um, she is also the most important thing. Other than God, your wife is the most important person in your life, even above your children. Many people have that twisted and they start putting other their kids, their parents, siblings, friends, job, all these kind of things above their spouse, especially their wife. And what what happens is the marriage becomes disassociated. Um, No one knows what anyone's thinking. The trust starts to go. And then what starts to happen is once the trust goes, the emotional connection goes. And he also says at the end, if you do as he says, if he's a doctor of the church, that means that he's a saint that's coming from God, that your house will be filled with 10,000 blessings. And all of us know that when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Okay. And that really is something deep for each of us to really consider today. So, also, next, why is marriage so important? Many people don't even understand marriage, what it's for. People think marriage is for just me to be happy. Okay. Yeah. I guess you could say that. But really, marriage is a suffering. Marriage is a suffering, it's a sacrifice. So what does that mean? That means just as Christ did, the married couple is supposed to chisel each other to be to be ready to be in front of God. Our job as a husband, one of our main jobs as a husband is to get our wife to heaven. And what people don't realize is marriage is not, it's supposed to be hard. It's, it's supposed to be challenging, but the payoff is greater than you could ever imagine, because one of the reasons is you're going through that with God and your wife. You have someone to go through these challenges with. Again, if you a lot of times you see a couple that's been married, they're in their 90s or 80s and they you could tell they truly love each other. These days, that's hard to find, but you could tell. Um, and it's a it's a sacrifice. What has happened over the years is they sacrificed for each other. You know, they they decided, well, you know, this ain't the time for that or this is not the time for this. And they come together and they chisel the imperfections off of each other, mainly selfishness. Okay. and as you get rid of selfishness, then your your marriage starts to open up and the greatness that it can be starts to be seen. Um, Marriage is also important because it creates it is the core of the universe. But marriage is the core of the universe and it's, it's the foundation of the universe. That is why one of the reasons that it's so important um, without marriage, as you see today, look around. I mean, our country, marriage is nothing. And without marriage, where is our country gone? OK, um, it, marriage also it's important because it creates and bonds the family. You know, look at it today. You got people having kids outside of marriage and kids got all these crazy names and stuff. You know, it's not even their father's name. Women don't want to take their father's name. Well, I ain't married to him. He ain't married to me. So the kid you got, then you got kids that got two, three names on the back of the NFL jersey. I mean, there's no identity. Um, A question I asked about a month or so ago, I asked like, what's that? What is it called? Uh, Ancestry.com. Is like, how are they finding out in the last generation or two, like, where these people come from? Like, who's the father? Who's the mother or whatever? Because everybody's got all these different names and stuff. I'm sure it's more complicated than that. But at the core, you know, how can you have a family when there's no marriage, when there's no wife, there's no husband? People don't. We Today, we are just so lost. And, and it's it's sad when you think about it. Um, also, it helps us to organize and send our children and our children's children back to God as saints. That's one of the things that we don't even understand why we were created, and our kids don't either. You know, and if you don't understand why you're created, then how can you understand where you're going? And this is one of the things why marriage is so important. We come together, we bond. The common goal is for this family to get all of our ants all of our people to heaven in front of God so that we can all be together in a beatific vision for eternity. That's the goal. you know Next, why would we be um, what would be I'm sorry, what would we be without marriage? That's the next question. What would we be at without marriage? Again, look at our society now. you're seeing what we would be without marriage. You know, if you all you today you hear these couples, again one of the stories I tell. is I'm on the way to church, and I go to you know I'm in church downtown Indianapolis. Our church, that's where our parish is. You go downtown, and all you see you walk into the church, come out of church, you got a couple jogging together with their dog. So obviously they have no children, but the dog to them is their kid. Is that disgusting or what? because dogs see dogs ain't no problem so i just wipe let the dog poop i wipe it up the dog leaves me alone i only want to play with the dog when i want to play with the dog the dog can't do the dog don't do the dog is no problem the dog don't nag me and once i teach the dog how to poop and pee outside the um you know outside the house i ain't gotta really teach the dog nothing do i see kids are some kids are something they're tough kids make us holy kids bring us to God kid help us to under help us to keep in control and then kids carry on our name and it, 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 today we you know when you hear a couple said in the church if 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 you're if you, if a couple says well I'm not ready to have kids yet then you ain't ready to be married because that just means selfishness I just want to be myself. And as long as I'm happy, because people have this thing that kids make us unhappy. No, could kids fulfill your mission? Now, I know people are going to say, well, maybe everybody can't have kids. Well, I know that. That's an extreme. Okay. I know everybody can't have kids. But what I am saying is kids are not a dog. Kids are not a cat. They're not a hamster, a gerbil. Kids are human persons. Kids grow into something. They're, they 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 fulfill your life. They make you become one flesh with your wife. And if a couple is not ready to have children, they're not ready to be married. Just go ahead and just do what you're doing. You know, and that's what they decide to do, right? We'll live together and we'll just hang out. And then when I get tired of you, I'm out of here. And most of the time, that's the man, right? The man gets tired of the woman, she starts nagging me because what? I want to get married. We're living together because we're supposed to want. We're supposed to be went towards marriage. Well, with a man, it don't mean that. When a man live with a man, that means I get free. You know what? whatever I want it, you pay half the bills. I pay half the bills, and we hang out together until I'm tired and I go move on. Now he ain't gonna tell you that. He's not gonna tell a woman that. Why? Because then she wouldn't do it. You know. Then the woman what? She she cons herself into thinking. That, you know, I don't want to be married either. I don't want no kids either. That's not true. Every woman wants that. And if they don't realize it in their 20s, they show as hell realize it in their 40s and 50s when they can't have kids no more. Okay. So that is what, you know, that's our society. Without marriage, what have we become? A, a society of more degenerates. Marriage, God and marriage. That's what is happening. That's what's happening. How do you how do you think marriage how do you think united states became so-called great it wasn't because you got single people running around all over the place and just having having uh having uh bunny rabbit sex all over the place and not having no gold just having fun no that's not how america came great america became great because what we created families strong families everybody was having four five ten kids and stuff everybody was And then what does that mean? When you you grow your family, then your family, you become great in the eyes of God. God looks at that as favorable and you get blessings from that. And so our country, we were doing what God, for the most part, wants to do. And so obviously, obviously that we're not doing that now, are we? Look at our, our country. It's just going down so fast. It's going down so fast. And I hope that you guys have your eyes open to this. And if you're not prepping and getting you some water and some food, getting you some uh, a generator, getting you all these things to, to if the, when the electricity goes out or the economy crashes, man, you're delusional. Really prepare because this economy, our country, we killed all those babies. We have same-sex marriage attraction and we let them get married. We're doing, uh, we have no-fault divorce. Um, people are getting divorced. We have contraception, and we just keep thinking that we just keep doing whatever we want when we want, how we want, and then it's going to be everything's going to be great. No, it's not. The country will crash eventually. It will. It might not be in our generation, but it will. Every country in the history of the world that has done what we are doing eventually folds. Look at Rome. Greece, all of them. We have to understand what we are getting into. And so, but marriage, to, to, to so that's what marriage is. Marriage helps keep us on track. It builds families. It brings souls. It creates saints. And without those things, man, we're just like, we're, we're nothing. We're just like, we're not, we don't have it all together. Okay. So what, would be also, what would would we be without marriage? Also, what would we be without marriage? Broken marriages, broken families, broken children, right? Look at it. Look at our kids. They're miserable. Our kids are miserable. You've got to see that. Everybody looks at everybody else's kids and go, man, them kids are miserable. Them kids are bad, but they never look at their own. If they do, they rationalize it. I tell you what, when my kids were growing up, I was under no illusions that my kids were these great kids that that did nothing, that never did nothing wrong, and they're just going to be these great people in the world. No, that's not how it works. Our children are miserable. Just look at them. Look at the boys. They don't even know what a big man is. They don't. They are so confused. And we allowed it. Men, we allowed it. Fathers, we allowed it. Husbands, we allow it. Because why? It's just easy to keep the peace, right? I don't want to piss my wife off. I don't want to piss off the homosexuals. I don't want to piss off the, the pro the pro uh what we call it, the pro-choicers. I don't want to piss off the environmentalists. I don't want to piss off nobody so I just, you know, I don't want to piss off the government, Child Protective Services. I don't want to piss off nobody so I just, to keep the peace, I just don't say nothing. Now look, now, look, people can look and say, man, what I'm saying is, is not politically correct or whatever. I don't even care. It's the truth. Look, I believe people should be able to do what they want to, too. I, believe me, I'm not. I, I do agree with that. But that's why on the football field and the NFL, college and high school and peewee, you have boundary lines. You have boundary lines for a reason. You can do whatever you want inside those boundary lines as long as it's within the rules. That's how you become great at the sport. God and the Catholic Church and Christianity is the same way. You can be great. You can have, uh, uh, you can uh, flourish. You can thrive. You can all of these things are possible, but you got to play by the rules of who of the Creator. It's the same concept. You step outside the rules, God sends the pain. You divorce your husband. God sends the pain. Okay. Try to understand that marriage is so, so important. And we are just we're doing our best to destroy it. Depression and mental illness are prevalent. Um, but uh by and also we are numbed by medication. Think about it. Mental illness is up, way up here. Why is that? Depression, medication, give me a pill to fix myself so I don't feel so bad or whatever, right? Why? Think about that. Why is that? Well, maybe because I just divorced my husband. (laughs) Maybe because I just left my wife. Maybe because I just broke my family up. (laughs) Maybe it's because of that. (laughs) Maybe because I'm not going to confession. Maybe because I'm not going to church. Maybe because I'm not in, in the sacraments. Maybe it's all these things. I don't know. Maybe I'm eating bad, whatever. But point of what I'm saying is marriage is the core of all of these things. Okay. And, and lastly, we're a broken society. We are. We're a society of more degenerates. And why do I say that? Because everybody is for themselves. And first thing I'm going to say, everybody go look at their stuff go, oh, I'm not selfish. Yes, we are. We are selfish. From the time we wake up in the morning, we think about ourselves, to the time we go to bed, we think about ourselves. We can't help it. First of all, that's how we're wired, right? The only way to get out of selfishness and to become great in your marriage and great in your family is for a man to not ever think about himself first. Never. Okay? And now that men have done that for the past hundred years, we have what we have in our country a country full of diabolical narcissists that their main, main goal is whatever makes me feel better whatever is beneficial to me and all of that look at our politicians look at our presidents look at, look at our local politicians clergy be back, man think about it think about it, man it's a tough, it's a tough, tough realization bam If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me, Personally, for free. Yes, within thirty days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My Catholic dot com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, Save My Catholic dot com. Marriage dot com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, "Why don't you help women?" and I always answer them, "I do." So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit save dot for an improved marriage within thirty days. Hey, 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 we are back. Okay, y'all, hope I got your mind going. I hope I got your, your mind flowing, your juices flowing, you're thinking about what's happening. And again, how we've talked about over the last three episodes, not today, but over the last three episodes, is how did you change this crap, right? Jerry, I hear what you're saying. Man, you're hitting it on the point. Boy, you're right, but Jerry, how did I change it? Well, you change it is you change your environment and evangelize your environment first which is your family you can only influence your environment that's it you can't you can't you can't influence old crazy what's his name biden you can't influence him you can't but you know what you can influence your son you can influence your daughter and your wife. They can, they might grow up and be presidents one day, or the head of a of a company, or the head of a ministry, or whatever is going to take. You just know 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 what your kids do. That's why you need the foundation of our Lord, so that your kids, when you at your house, your kids, you teach them the the ways of our, of God, and then people just can't dupe them. That's another thing why it's important that we give our children the foundation of our Lord, because if we don't, they just go out there and people just take advantage of them. Believe it or not, religion is a certain high, takes a certain intellect, a certain amount of high intellect. And what happens is if you teach your kids right and you inform them properly and just don't allow the schools to do it because they have their own agenda, we all have agenda, I got agenda for my family. You got agenda for your family. Schools and universities and high schools and grade schools, uh, what do they call them? Um, 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 daycare. They got agenda for your your kids too. So does the government. Your kids are gonna listen to somebody. If it ain't you, it's them. And they're gonna warp them. And so it's our job as men to stop being so freaking comfortable. Understand that our kids want to be formed. They want to be formed in God. That's their nature. And once you teach them that, man, people just can't pull stuff over on them. You know why? Because when they do, guess what happens? All of a sudden, that radar kicks in. Man, something don't sound right about that. Yeah, he wants me to drive the car to, to deliver this package. What am I driving this car to this package for? Something don't sound right about that. Right? Some teachers up in front of them saying it's okay, you know, for a grown man to be alone in a room with a, with a little girl. Some don't sound right about that, right? So all I'm saying is think about what we're talking about, think about how important marriage is. And so the three reasons God created marriage, it's real simple. It's real simple the reasons God created marriage. So the number one is that nobody going to like it but it's procreation. The first reason God created marriage is for procreation. Okay? In order to understand this one, we must understand why God created us, which is what to have all of us in heaven with him. Remember, God was com- is completely content within himself, which is who? God or the son and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Um and with that, with that being said, I might freeze for a second, y'all. I think my um oh, oh man, I might freeze for a second, but it'll come back. Ah, it came back. Um, so God was in content, he was content with himself. So in his mercy and his love and wanting to share that contentment, he, he created creatures, us, the angels, what do you know? And so, but so why did he do that? Because the number one goal of God is to have all of us to spend eternity with Him, but we are broken, right? Adam and Eve kind of messed that up, and so in order for us to um, to be with God, our souls had to be prepared over a lifetime, right? This is why you a, a parent can't wait until their kid is fifteen and sixteen years old or twenty five years ago, okay. Whatever religion you want to do is fine with us. We we'll just You just choose your own when you get out there. Then, like I said, your kid gets out there and they're completely duped. Because if your kid is not formed by God and our Lord, they will be formed by Satan. Or evil, or however you want to look at it. The demons, however you want to look at it. Don't matter. It's the same thing. Why would you, as a mother or a father, put your kid out there in the world with no foundation? (laughs) People go, well, they don't really realize that, like, the reason I don't want to murder somebody, the reason I don't want to rape somebody, the reason I don't steal because stealing is wrong, the reason um, I love a woman um, and, and things like that. It's because that's the natural law that God put on our hearts before we were born in the natural law of things, the natural order of things. There's a reason that you think murder's wrong. It's not because you're just this smart person. No, it's because it's instinctually given to you. It's imprinted up on your soul. The Ten Commandments are the natural law. This is why when we do things like murder and adultery and stealing and trying to be another man's woman, the wife and all that kind of stuff, man, we, we feel guilty. We feel shame. So but we must be formed, though. That is not enough. We must be formed throughout our lives with our souls to bring us more around moving towards God. If we allow our kids to not be formed then what happens is they get formed by the world which is society and Satan okay try to understand that okay so the reason procreation is so important is because God wants us and our children and our children's children and our children's children's children to be in heaven with him this is why we have been given the godlike power of procreation Okay, it's you have a purpose as a woman. You have a purpose as a man. It's, it's, It's important for us to look at it like this, to try to look at our first this 100 years that we are here on this earth as a testing ground. Or am I worthy to be in heaven with God or I don't want that? So I get hell, because remember, God doesn't send anybody to hell who doesn't want to go. Okay, so next, women are kind today to believing they are baby manufacturers. This is so untrue. It's so untrue. Women, you know, if you if you watch any movie made in the last 20 years, especially in the 2000s, 2000s, 2000s and above. Right. You hear these women go, oh, I'm so clumsy when it comes to kids. Oh, I, I would just be a bad mother. Oh, 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 I just, I just can't have children. I would I would be a terrible mother. I don't even know how to hold a baby. You know, all that kind of stuff. You know what that's for? That's to manipulate you and your wife and your children. That, you know, kids are bad. The kids are bad. I'm I'm, you know, I gotta go be a senator. I gotta go be a CEO. I gotta go to work at the factory and makes me some money. I can't be no mother. And if I did, I'm so clumsy. You know, it's a lie. It's all a manipulative lie to get women to not do what they're called to do, which is give God and their husband and their family the beautiful gift of a baby to mold them, to to form them in the church, to, to love them, to send them back to God, to give them a path. When you die, ladies, think about it. When you die, is God going to say, boy, you're a great president? Boy, that BMW was really nice that you drove around for 10 years. Boy, you know, your husband went out and slept with other women. That was real good. Why are you doing your thing? No, he's not going to say that. God's going to say, hey, what did you accomplish in the the scheme of things? You don't have any kids or you got one. and that kid hates you. Cause she's too busy working and taking care of whatever you want to do. Your husband, you didn't take care of him. You didn't serve him. You didn't respect him. Your husband, he he went out. So he went out and start doing pornography. He went out, start masturbating. He went out, start getting other women. He dissociated himself from you, which made him a bad father. Because now he's not paying attention to the one kid that you have. It's the the thing about it is, guys, it's the big scheme, it's the big picture. Again, we hear me say, once you reach a certain age, man, we can't be thinking about the little picture no more. The big picture. The big picture is where is my soul going? Where my wife? Where's my wife going? Where are my kids going? Yeah, it's great that we teach our kids how to go to these, 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 these so called great universities you know to work for these so-called great companies to have these great careers but then where do you go from there? That I mean it's a real simple a uh, uh, formula like where do you go from there? Like okay your kid is uh the CEO of Microsoft okay now what? Now what? And that's all I'm asking you to think about. Okay? Um, so that's number one. Procreation is important. Why? That's the first reason God created marriage is procreation, which is what to get as many souls back to him as as we can. OK, why? Because of eternity. This is the goal. All right. It's not bad to want to have children. There's a there's a couple that I know they have. eleven. They, they just had their 11th child. I can guarantee you, people walking there time they go around. What you got all them kids for? My wife, we only got five kids, and my wife gets it. What you got all you got five kids, girl? Like when me and my wife got married, we was wanting to have like, like way more kids. And I can tell you, I can't tell you that many people that told my wife, girl, you 35, 36, 37 years old. What you want to have all those kids for? you about done. That's what they tell her. That is from Satan, y'all. That is from Satan. Because but you have to know why God wants you to have kids, not to just not to just, you know, just because he's a mean God and just wants to impose his will on you. No, it's because you then become worthy of being of earning heaven instead of hell. And and, and, and if we don't understand that, if you don't understand that now, we will on our deathbed. You'll understand it then. Okay? So number two, the number two reason. So let me look at this comment real quick. It might not even be worth saying that. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Matt. You love the new setup with the crucifix and Mary. Thank you, man. Hey, and I got more coming. I got more coming. This is it's a process. <laughs> okay. So number two, what is the number two reason that God created marriage? the formation and education of children in the Catholic faith. Bam. So why did not say Christianity? Okay, we can say Christianity, but we've got to look at it like this. The Catholic church is the first church. It's the church that God, that uh, our Lord set it, left in charge with the, the apostles to create, um, to um, to carry on the faith through his willingness and the bishops and the priests of the authority structure, the magisterium. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not dogging out Protestants and, and Baptists and, and all and Baptists and, 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 uh, Jehovah's witness and all of that. I'm just saying that there's a structure. There's a, there's a, there's a way things, there's a formation of things. Christianity. Yes. Cap- yes. Boom. If it makes you feel better to think Christianity, Hey, that's fine. But what I'm saying is the formation and education of children in the faith. Okay. Two. And it's not the Muslim faith. It's not the, it's not the Mormon faith. It's not anything like that. It's the Christian faith. All right. This does not mean education to become a brain surgeon, though, right? You know, sure. We're we're on this thing about, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My kid's gonna be this great doctor, or this great psychiatrist, or this 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 great CEO, or this great entrepreneur, right? No, it's not education in that. It's like I was talking about earlier: education in the faith, man. You, you, your children need virtue. Your children need virtue. It's sixty-four of them, and I probably should do a podcast on that one day. But it's sixty-four virtues. Virtues become our holiness. The more virtues you have, the more whole you become. Okay, and so it's important that we give, we try to give these virtues to our children, so that when they do become a president or a senator or a CEO or a doctor or a lawyer or a um, a factory worker or the head of their home, a, a, a beautiful wife, then they have this foundation. Of understanding of the universe and how God works and what God's asking them and how this works. Believe it or not, the Catholic Church has answers to all of it. It really does. This is why I say Protestantism is a great place to start. You know why I say that? Because, man, I grew up with nothing. I was all over the place. You know, my parents were, uh, my parents were out what they were. They weren't really anything. They weren't atheists, but they were like more like agnostic, right? Um my gran- my grandmother on my mother's side, they were Catholic, and then they, they left the church and went to be Presbyterian. And then on my dad's side, my mother, my father, my grandfather wasn't really anything, but my, my grandmother was a Jehovah's Witness freak. Boy, she had every time we went over there, she'd be giving out the Jehovah's Witness books. <laughs> I love I love my grandmother, man. I love both of them. I love my grandmother, boy, she was. She loved God. I will say that, you know. So what I'm saying is, though, so a lot of us growing up, like you've heard me say this before, I didn't even know what a Catholic was when I was, until I was, what, 30? To I, I was really was with my wife. i 35 years old or something, you know. So that's what I'm saying. You've got to get in where you fit in. If you growing up and you're a Baptist and that's all you have, boom. What I say to this is this. That's a great place to start. But we can't, we got to get out of baby faith. We got to start reaching higher and higher to get closer to God. And that comes through the Catholic church, okay? Intellectually, that's where your faith will go. The closer you become come to God, the more it leads you to the Catholic church, if you really want to do that, okay? So again, the formation, number two, the formation and education of children in the Catholic faith, um, again, to know him, love him, and serve him for holiness and the dying of self. That is why we are here. That's the first thing you learn as a Catholic that what are you here for? To know God, love God, and serve God. Not because God is this ogre that wants, to, wants you to you know bow to your knees on him. It's because he knows that if you love him and submit to him, that your soul will become pure. That your soul will be ordered towards him. Which is what he wants because, again, what's the end game? To be with him in the beatific vision. Okay. We have gotten away from this, and kids don't even know why they are here or why they are special or why they were created. Think about it. Do your kids know why they're here? Your kids know why they are created? Do your kids even know why they're special? People tell their kid they're special all the time. Why is your kid special? Your kid's special because your kid's a child of God and God has a place for your child in heaven because of a soul that he created. That's why your kid's special. Your kid ain't special because your kid's smart. Your kid ain't special because your kid is this great athlete. No, your kid is special because he's a child of God and God has a mission for him or her. In this case. And if we don't tell our kids that, man. Think about it. Think of all the people that you see when you're driving around, especially if you're in a big city. You're driving around and you got all these homeless people on the, on the corners trying to get money. And those people are mentally ill. But we don't even love people enough these days to give them a place to go to get their minds right. You know, what we say, well, if that's what they want to do. We can't, put, we can't make them do what they don't want to do. They're mentally ill. What do you mean you can't make them do what they don't want to do? They don't even know what's good for themselves. This is how far from God we have gotten. There used to be mental institutions. Sure, there were bad institutions, but you got bad doctors. You got bad lawyers. You got bad uh, janitors. You got all kind of bad people. But the good of mental institutions is needed. It was needed because... They they took care of the mentally ill and helped them get their life back. Just I'm telling you, just like my my grandmother, my my grandmother had schizophrenia, which is one of the worst mental diseases you can have. It probably is the worst. And if it wasn't for mental institutions and 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 the medication that psychiatrists can give to her to make her feel better or whatever, where would she be? She'd be a homeless person on the street trying to oh, with a cart. With a, uh, at nighttime in the front of a fire uh, uh, dumpster with fire trying to keep her hands warm because that's all she can do. That's all I'm saying that, you know, if we don't even know why we're here, if, if our kids don't know why they're here, how can they pass on the love and the devotion of, of God himself, of their parents' love? They really can't. And we get mad at our kids when they do something bad. That ain't fair. We don't teach our kids the right way of God. And then the kid go out and does something stupid. We go, what you That was stupid. Well, yeah, Dad, it probably was stupid. But have you been praying for me? Have you got on your knees, Dad, and prayed for me? Mom, have you got on your knees and prayed for Dad? And pray for, pray for me every single day in spiritual warfare? Have you fasted for me, Dad? Dad, have you, Mom, have you fasted for me? Have you sent the Holy Spirit in my life to help me do better, to help me make the right decisions? Or do you just like leave me to myself and leave me to these daycare centers, and these schools and stuff? See, that's what I'm saying. Last thing on this one, without God, there is no need to be good. Without God, there is no need to be good. Please understand that that is a very special saying in the church. Why do I say that? Why does the church say that? Because God is the one that uh, that, that has put the natural law into our souls. Okay? Other than that, and then also God is the first mover. He's the one that the the universe is created off of. Just think about it. If God took away his grace, took away his, his power, then we would all stop breathing immediately. There has to be a force to get us to breathe, for our hearts to beat, for electricity to flow within, our, within us. That's what we got to understand, man. That's why there is there is a God. It's very simple if you just think about it for five seconds. But see, we're taught this society, don't think about it. That's what the government does, the one world government. What they do is they get your mind distracted. That's why the racism thing is so is so big still. You would think after all these years, there ain't been slavery for how many years now? There ain't been. We had a black president. We got a black uh, vice president. And they still talk about how white people racist. It don't even make sense. But the reason why is because it's a distraction. It's a distraction from the real of what people of power are trying to do, which is control us to the end of time to get us to do whatever they want us to do because they're empty. That's why people of power do this crazy stuff. That's why they keep racism going. That's why they try to get the same-sex attracted people to hate us, and we hate them. You know, oh, the church hates you because you're, because you're same-sex attracted. That's not true. That's not true. There's no church in this country that hates homosexuals. None. What they do hate is a man coming to a church and trying to sleep with another man when it's a church. Just like a heterosexual man coming to a church trying to sleep with all the women. We're not going to take, we're not, of course we don't want you to do that. That goes against God, for real. Okay? So what I'm saying is, man, trying to keep this stuff going when it's not true is to distract us. It distract you as a man from running your family properly, from loving your wife properly, from loving your kids properly, and it's distract us. That's why people just think now look at the media every time some a, a, a senator or a president or whoever somebody of of, of uh, political aspiration does something, they put it out there because you know why they don't care now because they know in a week the American people won't care no more. We're going with we'll just forget all about that, going with our own lives. That's what we do because we have no ground. We have no formation. Okay. So that's number two. And the last one for the day. Oh, we're we're doing good. Almost done. The last one for the day. The third reason that God created marriage is the unity of the spouses. Now look, the unity of the spouses is very important, but it's not nearly as important as number one and number two. Okay. But it is important. Why? Because you, you and your wife have to be unified. You have to be love each other. You must be intimate with each other. You, you must cooperate with each other. You must collaborate with each other. And the unity of the spouses is very important. The problem is with the unity of the spouses. People put that as number one. Like, okay, I love. I don't. I love him. Yeah, you love him more than your duty to God. You love him more than you know forming forming your children, you know. Um, so it's it's very important that we understand our place again. Detachment. In order to get to heaven, we must be detached from everything but God. Why? Because that is what pure goodness is. That is pure holiness is. That's that is what that is what God has in plan for us, and He can allow us in heaven if we are attached. Him not being first, and we are too attached to our pleasure. Or to our kids, or our parents, or whatever, or, or our car, or our money, or our career. Okay. This is again, the, again, this is a distant third from the other two, the unity of the spouses. Many place this above God and the very reason they are on this earth. Intimacy bonds the married couple, which is why it is so important. Intimacy bonds us with God. The emotional connection won't fade if we strive to become one flesh. Remember, emotional closeness. You have to have that to have a marriage. but again, it's, it, it, we've got to get away from the feelings. cause think about it if even if you're a woman, do you like love your husband every single day with all that you are? Of course you don't. you know why because he be pissing you off. <laughs> but in the that's why that's where duty as a wife comes in. That's where duty and and duty and honor to God come in. That okay, even though today I don't love my wife, I'm not gonna go leave her and go get some other floozy home wrecker, right? No, because God does not want that. Like I, I love God more than I love my wife. So if I love God more than I love my wife, I'm gonna up, be uphold to them, just like with I love my wife when I love my kids. Now remember, love is not an emotion. Love is a commitment it's not a it's 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 a it's it's an act of the will right so which means what i'm more committed to my wife than i'm my kids in the big scheme of things i'm more committed to god than in my marriage why because i need the grace from god god is my creator he's the reason i'm here i'm beholding him my wife she's me and her are one flesh i've told her i was gonna love her forever she's on a pedestal she's the mother of my kids Um, in order for us to be a family, I got to have my wife, kids. I love my kids more than I love myself. I'm more to my kids than I'm going to commit to myself. Then your kids know how special they are to to you and how much you love them and that you have their best interests at heart and then they'll respect you and do what you want them to do in the big scheme of things, okay? Next, Um, as a married couple, we must throughout our lives promote marriage at its highest levels even when we are no longer able to conceive children this is a thing going around in churches and now with with women well i can't have kids no more so i ain't gotta have sex with my husband that is a travesty that is from hell that's from hell how our job as men and women first of all is to be the best version of masculinity the way god wants us to be as a woman my job duty is to be the best version of femininity as God would have me be, okay? So that means what? I can't be married people that ain't of the same, that, that are different from me, that are different, um, what do you call it? A different um, gender than me, okay? Because that's not what God is asking us to do, right? Divorcing our, our spouse. Divorcing our spouse goes against everything that God says. As we talked about today, how important marriage is. When you break that up, it it puts it it takes marriage and puts it in a bad light, and nobody wants to get married. So people people have they're fertile men and women are fertile. They want to have sex. They want to have babies instinctually. So if they not if they're not married, they're gonna have sex. Right? They're gonna have sex. People are gonna have sex. This is why you have marriage. So when you have sex and you have that kid, that kid has a name. That kid has a a foundation. That kid has a purpose. That kid has a family surrounding them. Okay, it's it's the natural order of things. Okay, it's it's what God created to make things better and make the kid know that the kid belongs somewhere. Okay, just think if if um if if Saint Joseph wasn't wasn't the foster father of Jesus Christ? It'd be just him and his mother running around. That is not what God is. It, think about it. If being a single mother is what God wanted, guess what he would have did? He wouldn't even have Saint Joseph, would he? He wouldn't have put Saint Joseph in the mix, would he? It'd just been the Blessed Mother and Jesus Christ walking all over the place. But see, that's not. That's how you know that that's not what we're supposed to be doing, gentlemen. It's very—when you look at the church and look at Scripture, you see it's not this big—it's it's not that complicated, but you still need somebody to interpret it for you, okay? So that's why God had the foster father of, you know, of St. Joseph, so that Jesus had a family, the holy family, okay? It makes very good sense, okay? Um, and, okay— so that's, that's it, the unity of the spouses, okay? It's important that we understand that. So bring it all together, bring it all together. Today in our society, selfishness is king. We are trained and manipulated to only consider what we want and desire, never that of what is best for our journey towards our Lord. Even then, the faith, its core component, marriage, are so watered down that people have no idea of their true purpose in marriage or their family. Money, career, happiness, selfishness, and pleasure seem to be the main goals. These things in themselves do not breed commitment, loyalty, holiness, and service. And within these parameters, God is absent and seen as not necessary. I ask you, is this true? Why be together with someone for a lifetime If the covenant and the contract can be severed at any moment in in this commitment, is this commitment or is an extreme or is it an extreme act of I will use you and be with you for as long as I am happy and see a reason that benefits myself. Again, without God, there is no reason to be good or moral. Bam. Get live Catholic Marriage Help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free yes within 30 days learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you visit save dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience visit save my catholic for superior coaching for your marriage again save my catholic marriagecom that's save All right, all right. We are done for today. And so, um, if you want to learn more about marriage, there is—sorry um, about that. If you want to learn more about marriage, there is no better place than the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It's a—it's a sacrament, so it's all in there um, to help you. That will lead you to other places. Um, also, CatholicAlpha.com. My site has a lot. Well, it's—it is a marriage site. So it will help you as a man to really learn and understand uh, about marriage, the things that help you in it and, and things like that. OK, so we are done for the day. Thank you guys for hanging out with me, even though I started 15 minutes late today. Um, so uh, have a good weekend. And you gentlemen that are in my program, I will see you tonight at group. And so as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict Sixteenth, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today If what you heard Helped you in any way And you would like More personal attention Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com For superior marriage coaching And remember To join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Podcast As a caller Or listener Every Tuesday Through Thursday 10 a.m. Eastern To join as a caller Dial area code 313RADICAL To join as a listener Or view the live stream Visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page Or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!